0: Chapter 1, <clears throat> on Sunday mornings, <clears throat> Acts chapter 1, and we are looking at a series of uh, Power for the Church. This will be the last in a short series uh, on that message from Acts chapter one. Jesus has given his disciples the uh, commission actually to wait for power from on high. Or they would begin the ministry there the temple. And, and uh, he had ascended up uh, into heaven from the Mount of Olives. Uh, and uh, the Bible says in uh, Acts 1:12, then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where Abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon Zelotes and Judas the brother of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. <clears throat> Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word this morning. and I thank you for this church. I thank you for each one here. I thank you that your spirit is here with us as you promised. And I pray for the filling and, of your spirit. Uh, please help me, God, to preach and teach that which you have for your people from your word this morning fill my dear wife with your spirit relaying the message in sign Uh, help us as believers uh, uh, receiving uh, this message whether it's through sign or uh, through hearing father that we may apply it to our hearts and lives dear god be with uh, all those online watching us as well and and and, uh, speak to every heart we're thankful for those that are here with us there as well and and uh, and Lord, we pray for them. Pray for filling of your spirit, those watching and uh, children in the nursery, and fill them with your spirit and help them. Dear God, thank you for the good services already. Your word going forward to the children, the adults, Heavenly Father, and truly, uh, uh, you are a good God, and uh, and your your kindness to us is immeasurable. Uh, your love to us in Christ is is impossible for us to fathom uh god we thank you and we praise you for all this i pray your word would go forth father if there'd be one uh, uh receiving this message this morning that's not saved i pray they trust you once and for all you alone what you what your son has done on calvary for us and, and uh and for the forgiveness of sins father uh, for all who have done that and believed and trusted in Christ as Savior that uh, the sins are forgiven and now uh, they're Christians and we're Christians who've done that. Help us to walk with you, uh, Lord, and to please you in our lives more and more. Be more and more like Jesus. Father, we do pray, we do ask these things in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Alright. So looking in this first chapter of Acts, we've seen some things about the church. We saw, first of all, the confirmation of power for the church. We have the Savior, the ever-living Savior, the never-living spirit. It comes into the heart of every believer. And we have the scriptures. This is our power and uh that God gives us this, uh, this confirmation of power for the church. We saw in the second message the clarification of purpose. What we have a folk, uh, we are to be focused upon God's message we can be distracted uh, by so many things we need to keep the main thing the main thing and that's getting the uh, proclaiming the gospel uh, clear plain and straight and, uh, and, and then uh, of course uh, preaching that Christians can live for the honor and glory of God uh, faithful to God's mandate Acts chapter 1 verse 8 we saw we are what, to go into all the world and preach the gospel um, to every uh, creature uh, last uh, week I think it was we saw the commissioning uh, personnel we uh, as witnesses of God will have angels helping us it's not not for us to try and figure out who they are and, and what all God has them doing that's God's business and the angels uh, just know that they are also helping us in this thing of living the Christian life and getting the gospel out and there are innumerable company of angels, uh, um, the book of Hebrews tells us. Uh, and so we uh, are comforted in all that God has provided for us there. Uh, as witnesses, we need to have answers. And so we need to be learning the word, applying it to our hearts and lives. And this morning, uh, Power for the Church, we're going to look at the, the conduit of prayer. Uh, the conduit of prayer. Uh, Jesus said, you have not what? Because you ask not. We need to be asking Uh, for power and wisdom in this thing of living the christian life uh, getting the gospel out so the disciples received power uh, through the conduit of first of all number one faithful prayer first of all number one um, faithful uh, prayer we saw uh, there in uh, uh, in acts uh, 1 uh, 14 they continued uh, with uh they continued in prayer they continued in prayer so uh in acts they were uh they were staying here we read we didn't read that the verse they' opening but uh after the message there in verse fourteen yeah they yeah they, they all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication and so uh, uh they continued in prayer uh, our memory verse for this morning luke eighteen one uh and he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought what always to pray always to pray we're always to be in a mode of prayer we ought to be ready to you know be calling out that prayer i've mentioned this said this multiple times i'll say it again this morning uh here's a good prayer help (laughs) help god give me strength give me wisdom whatever it might be prayers don't have to be complicated folks Uh, matter of fact uh, uh, God at at one point criticized uh, uh, people who pray long prayers just just thinking that because they have many words that God will hear them or that there's something spiritual about praying a long time Uh, not necessarily Uh, but God wants us to be ready to pray there'll be times of long prayer no doubt but but there ought to be a lot of short prayers too folks because we need them and uh, be, to be praying always, uh, we think about our our spiritual armor, and sometimes we forget that prayer is very important uh, regarding our spiritual armor. Uh, in Ephesians chapter six, we read about that spiritual armor that we 're supposed to put on. We read that we are to stand you know against the wiles or the the, the plots the, uh, the, the, the insidious plots of the devil stand against the wiles of the devil uh, we are to, uh, uh, to be uh, aware of spiritual wickedness in high places in this world uh, we are to withstand in the evil day that is whatever day the devil decides to attack you or I we ought to be ready in our personal lives uh, putting on this armor of God Ephesians 6 14 we are to have our loins girt about with truth have on the breastplate of righteousness uh, uh, verse uh, 15 have our, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace uh, verse 16 of Ephesians 6 have the helmet of salvation the sword of the spirit which is the word of God all these things but then the very next verse uh, uh verse 18 praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints so what is God saying put on this whole armor of God but make sure what like everything it's bathed in prayer <laughs> make sure you're praying and praying and praying and uh, always uh, looking to God and uh uh, one scripture says uh, the Old Testament concerning the works of my hands command ye me do you realize that God answers prayer and there's a sense in which God uh, can and will do what we ask if it's his will if it's, if it's pleasing to him uh, many times he moves through the prayers of God's people explain that more clearly preacher don't know that I can how's God sovereign and yet sometimes he'll do what I say when I ask Him with the right heart. Or what you ask. How is He in absolute control if He's, if he's giving... Uh, it seems like He's you know, answering some of our prayers I and mean, what we were thinking. Can't explain all that. I can just tell you the Bible teaches that. And He's still in control. And many times He'll work through our prayers if we'll, we'll be praying and believing and trusting Him. Jesus, when He went up into that garden at that most difficult time and one of those most difficult times in his life as as he knew he was about to offer himself and and uh he had been uh grooming Peter as the leader of the bunch there and so he uh had told them to uh pray and they prayed and and he took Peter and James and John and Went a little further away and wanted them to pray, and he told them to to stay there and pray while he he went and prayed by himself for a little ways there, and came back and uh, and and uh, and, and uh, praying after praying earnestly to God and being in a great agony and being helped by the angel. Remember, and and he came back and he found what Peter and James and John asleep. And what did Jesus? say in, in Matthew 26 40 he cometh to his disciples and find them asleep and saith unto Peter uh what could you not watch with me one hour couldn't you be aware you know I've told you uh uh that I'm going to give my life uh I, I I told you you know that uh, that pretty much the hour is here uh this is the last we've just had the last supper these things and uh uh, and so it's an important time we should have been ready you know, uh, uh, we should have been ready uh, uh, to pray we should not have fallen asleep Matthew 6 11 the Lord's, the Lord's uh, uh, model prayer for us give us this day our daily bread give us this day our daily bread I was thinking about that passage and you know uh, today we have so much you know most of us aren't worried about what we're going to eat where we're going to get our food today you know why because the refrigerator's full at home <laughs> by the way you know the refrigerator in the garage is full too you know and we probably have enough at home you know to, uh, many many of us to eat all week you know or, or more but give us this day our daily bread uh, you know sometimes uh, uh, m- when we get more than we need it doesn't inured to our spiritual benefit does it uh, sometimes we find ourselves needy uh, uh, we become more spiritual uh, our daily bread but we need to realize that God has control day by day, any, anything can happen in any given day uh, you think, may think that we're all set for today <clears throat> ever have a day when you're too busy to pray you thought uh, and think God understands well, it's all good things I'm doing here. Look at Bible study here. Going to visit a, you know, a sick member from church over here and, and uh, going to help a friend or neighbor with it. It's all good stuff. But no time to pray ever have one of those days. Uh, uh, all the good things that, that in, in, in line to do. And think that God understands. No, we need to realize. Look at Job chapter 1. Every day, one day at a time. Job chapter 1. We know it. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. It was perfect and upright and one that feareth God and escheweth evil. So here he is. Uh, He's got... uh, He's got the seven sons, and three daughters, and, and uh, he has his substance there. And uh, we have Job praying for them. Verse 5, it was so when the days of their feastings were gone about, Job sent and sanctified them, rose up early in the morning, offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts, that thus did Job continually... What do we say? Praying always with all prayer. Job was a continual worshiper of God. Day by day. Of course, we know that Job was walking with the Lord. Look at verse 6. What's it say? Now there was what? What's it say? A day. Just one day there. There was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them some kind of a meeting between God and the heavenly hosts up there and Satan is among them Job may not have realized it but if he did he'd be glad he was praying that day Amen. <laughs> he'd be glad he, didn't, he wasn't too busy that day to remember prayer There was that day that came and you remember the story God said have you considered my servant Job he's righteous and walking with you. loves me what did Satan say he only loves you because you put a hedge about him what did God do God says I'm going to let you come through that I'm going to remove that hedge and you can affect his life but don't, but don't take his life you can affect his circumstances look at uh, look at uh, verse 13 uh. And there was a day, how many days? Just one. There was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And what happened? Boy, what a day was this. Verse 14, the oxen were plowing, the asses were feeding beside them, and enemies came and slew them all. A messenger came to Job and said, They have slain the asses and the, uh, and the oxen, and uh, they took them away. They've, they've slain the servants with the edge of the sword. I only am escaped to tell thee. He knows sooner he gets done, he's, while he's yet speaking, another servant comes, verse uh, uh, 16, says the fire of God has fallen from heaven. It's burned up all the sheep and the servants. Consume them, and I only am escaped uh, to tell thee. Before he's done talking, same day, while he was yet speaking, there came another. The Chaldeans have uh, made out three bands, and what? Uh, They fell upon the camels, carried them away. They've slain all the servants. Verse 18, while he's yet speaking, thy sons and thy daughters eating and drinking wine in their eldest mother's house there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house and it fell upon the young men and they and they are dead and I only am escaped alone to tell thee what do you think I think it's evident that Job must have been praying that day he didn't take a day off in his devotion with God what did Job, Job Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, What? Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. Thither the Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. I want you to know that was just one day. And I, I I personally believe because Job was able to withstand that and, and, and not sin against God that he had been praying even that day. He didn't take a vacation and all the good things that he would planned to do to realize that he needed God. And we need to realize that. Uh, we need to pray every day and, uh, and, and about all things that we're going to do uh, uh, and uh, that God would have us to do. Praying for power, wisdom grace uh, that God would be glorified and uh, that he would have his will done uh, through us Proverbs 27 1 boast not thyself of tomorrow for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth a day uh, I was thinking about our dear sister Lori and, and, uh, and brother Ron and the difficult trials that they've been going through recently you know it was just a day when she got sick and was feeling that pain much pain later and, and, and in 14 days in, in, in the hospital and at home and still not healed yet that all began just with one day everything changed and uh, everything can change uh, in a day uh, there's so many things uh, that uh, you know, the best things in life money can't buy God gives us them uh Acts 17.25 Paul says preaches God's not worshipped with man's hands as though he needed anything seeing it giveth to all life and breath and all things. That very breath that you and I breathe, God gives that to us. By the way there's nothing you can pull out of your wallet or out of your bank account to make God give you that is there? Not a single thing. It's what? It's our prayer it's our communion with God. He gives us he gives us all things, all things. In every single moment of every single day, there is the potential for an event that could profoundly impact the rest of your life physically, financially, emotionally, and spiritually in every single day. You see, if we have forgotten daily prayer, uh, we have taken our eyes off of the seriousness of the spiritual battle that is around us and we have lost our focus uh, that, that, daily, that daily prayer it was a, it was a continuing uh, practice it was a continuing uh, uh, prayer this, 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 it was a, fo- uh, a faithful prayer uh, it, they were devoted to it it was devoted to happening secondly it was a focused prayer with a focused prayer verse 14 these all continued with one accord in prayer these all continued with one accord in prayer it was a focused prayer Uh, unanimous consent Uh, these disciples had been with the Lord from his public ministry uh, his public baptism uh, up to his ascension and they're praying and uh uh, and they learned much from Jesus they were followers together uh, of him uh, through his earthly ministry Jesus attracted many kind of followers uh, you'd find this out reading your Bible there were those who followed for the possible thrill of seeing a miracle they'd heard the stories and, and uh, though by the way at the time he was telling them not to go tell the stories <laughs> but they went and told them anyway they heard all that and uh, so they wanted to come and see a miracle, some of them. Uh, there were those who, f- who followed that they might satisfy their physical appetites. Uh, remember that 5,000 that got fed the, the bread and the fish, the five loaves and the two fishes? Well, they followed uh, Jesus across the sea the next day. But what did they follow him for? More food and more fish. <laughs> That's really all they followed him for. And Jesus exposed their, uh, their motives. And so they were following him j- just for uh, physical appetites. Uh, some would do that. Oh, well, God can provide all of my needs. You know, God can, uh, can give me good health. Yes, he can. God can give me a good job. Yes, he can. Uh, uh, God can help me, you know, in my you know, business endeavors. Yes, he can. Is that the main thing that God uh, has lined up for your life? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. See, the main thing is that we glorify God. In Paul's case, it meant he lost all his wealth. In Paul's case, it meant he lost much of his health and eventually his life. That's what God's plan was for Paul in glorifying him. And God gave the apostle Paul all he needed to do that to glorify him. By the way, he will for you and me as well. He will do that. He will give that. Uh, There were those who followed him just to be amidst the buzz of the crowd. You know, what's happening? The crowd going over there, you know. Like those that had gathered in, the, in, in Ephesus in the, in the theater there, many they were, they were they were wanting to persecute Paul, but many of them gathered they didn't even know why they why they were there, you know uh, probably like some of these riots <laughs> that have come by people gathering and fo- following, in uh, all the big crowds and stuff that's going on in, in the tumult in our country uh, right now, uh, but uh, uh, man, had many reasons that, that they followed him. <clears throat> Jesus told that 5,000 when, he, he, when they continued to follow him across the sea there. He said, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. I the only reason you've come after me this time. Uh, unfortunately, we have far more people call the church for help paying bills than we do requesting information for our service times. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, that's that's just the way that's just the way the world is Uh, there were those who sought Christ until he said something that offended them that's happened in a lot of churches hasn't it Uh, he taught began teaching some hard things in John chapter 6 and uh, the Bible says many therefore of his disciples when they heard this said this is a hard saying who can hear it and from that time Many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. He's basically saying, You need to live by all the words that I teach. He's saying, What I say gives you spiritual life. Many people were thinking, Well, well who's this guy? You know, he'd be saying that. And those people who didn't believe what? Didn't follow him anymore. Didn't follow him anymore. But Jesus looked at the 12 and said, Will you also go away? What did Peter say? Where, where are we going to go? Thou hast the words of life. And so they followed. They wanted to know about eternal life. They wanted to be disciples. They wanted to follow uh, and know those spiritual blessings that Christ had for them, the spiritual truths. These believers are praying with one accord. They, the Lord had assigned them a great task. He says, you're going to be witnesses to me, but carry in Jerusalem. Just wait. They had a great job to do. No doubt they were praying for power, for wisdom, for courage, for resources. They needed to go forth as he commanded. We think about that. Because they had a common following. They were following Jesus Christ. And now they had just seen him. They had been with him. Uh, they saw his, his hurt and learned and his, his teachings and preachings. Uh, they, 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 they saw him, uh, his sufferings, you know, uh, some in the garden uh, upon the cross. Uh, they saw the resurrected Christ. They saw him ascend. And now he said, you're going to go tell about all this. So they all had this in common to pray about. And I'm sure they were praying for power and wisdom and courage, amen? Because after all, the one they're going to teach about, uh, just, just, uh, just, uh, they, they just murdered him, okay? Now we know that was in God's plan. Uh, but nonetheless, they had, you know, they're going to go out. They're, they're putting their lives at risk. They had a lot of things in common to pray about. And uh, they're praying together. And I want you to know there, that we as believers, there are countless things that we, that we pray for in our lives as believers that we have in common, uh, uh, many things that are different but uh, there ought to be divine harmony and unity as we focus upon the true riches of life there's many things that we have to pray uh, in common spirit filled believers of all nations all generations what, give thanks for the goodness and blessings of God can I say this you, ought to always, say, you ought to always start your prayers thanking God uh, thanking God you ought to always start uh, you know, with, with, thanks, with thanksgiving. Come, in, come into his courts with thanksgiving. Into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. We ought to. Uh, we, we have something to be thankful for. If you're breathing. That was a blessing of God. Thank him for that. And uh, by the way. The privilege to be able to pray. Jesus Christ purchased that for us. So we can go into the throne room. Uh, thank God for that. It doesn't matter. You can always be thankful for something. Uh, Pray for forgiveness of sins and renewed fellowship. Uh, Weeping in prayer for lost loved ones. We all have loved ones that we know that aren't born again as far as we know. Uh, And uh, we want them to know Christ. We want them to be in heaven. Uh, Pray for wisdom, power, boldness, opportunities to share the gospel of Christ uh, to those who are perishing. Neighbors maybe we haven't got to talk to yet. Co-workers. Uh, family, whatever it might be, uh, we have things that are in common that we pray about. <clears throat> Peter encouraged uh, those who is writing to. He says, "He says, uh, 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 resist the, uh, the the persecutions that the devil brings into your life, the, the trouble that the world brings upon you because you live a Christian life. Resist those things, knowing that the same same afflictions." are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world you know what kind of problems uh, other believers have the same kind of you and I do <laughs> we have the same kind of struggles uh, we have you know, family problems we have financial problems we have physical problems uh, we, we need wisdom for trials uh, we need all these things we want, we want to, uh, lo- all loved ones to be saved I mentioned that already and with so much in common that we have to pray for, praying there in one accord. Uh, the God of Romans fifteen five, now the God of patience and consolation, grants you to be like minded one to another, uh, according to Christ Jesus. You may with one mind, one mouth glorify God. The more we read this book and seek God uh, in this book, uh, the more we become like minded and we become more like his son we have those desires we're talking to the children this morning uh blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled you see uh once you get saved god puts his holy spirit in you and his holy spirit wants to do what please god he wants to reveal christ to you through the scriptures and he wants you to live a life that pleases God. And when we don't, Ephesians four thirty, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed in the day of redemption. When we choose not to obey, we grieve God's Holy Spirit. But every believer, now being born again, being indwelt by the Spirit, has that Spirit inside them that wants to please God. It's a supernatural thing, by the way, that the world lacks. There's not a lost person out there. That wants to please God the way a believer does. Then they may want to please God to say, God, look at how great I am. Look what I just did, God. You know, you, you said, you know, you ought to go to church. I haven't missed a church service all year, you know. Well, God's not impressed. <laughs> uh, when you're doing it for your own glory, uh, that that negates what you're doing, you see. When you do it because you love God and because of what he's already done for us Uh, when you do it by the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit doing it through you that's when God receives it Uh, and that's when it glorifies that's when it glorifies God power for the church the conduit of prayer and then thirdly and finally they receive power through the conduit of fervent prayer of fervent prayer their prayer was from determined hearts their prayer these all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication and supplication supplication is earnest specific prayer Uh, as you grow in, in, in your Christian life you realize that God wants us to be specific with him you say, doesn't God already know uh, what you're going to pray? Yes, yes, he does. But he wants you to express that. There's something that we get from expressing that, okay? And I think there's something that, that God, God enjoys that fellowship too when we express that. We express our heart to him and open it up and, 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 and open up to him. Uh, this specific earnest prayer. And I'm sure it was. They were about to embark on the greatest mission of all ages. <laughs> carrying out the gospel. Remember what Jesus said about John the Baptist? "Is I tell you, there is not risen a greater prophet than John the Baptist. He didn't say he was the greatest. He just, he just said none before him are greater. Sometimes we, get, sometimes we add a little bit too... too there's not, not a greater than John. But I think what he was saying there is this. To that point... Nobody had a greater message than John. Because John was saying what? He was saying that the kingdom of heaven is come. He was saying repent. Uh, make way. The kingdom of heaven. He's, he's the forerunner of Jesus Christ. Nobody had a greater message than that. And yet Jesus said. Yet he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Did you get that? Why is that? because now we have a greater message than john you see don didn't have the message to preach that jesus came died for our sins and rose again he didn't have the complete story that's why the christian now who preaches the gospel is preaching a greater message than john the baptist why because it's the completion of that you see it's through that is salvation you believe in that that gospel you get saved you get born again a greater message Even the least uh, among the saved had to have a greater message than John did. Uh, What a privilege we have to to teach and preach that. Uh, He told them, "They're about to embark on this great mission. Uh, The greatest mission of all ages. Their first assignment in preparation, uh, like this, was to wait. (laughs) Now go get them. Is that what you said? No. Do nothing." as far as works nothing right now I think he designed that that the church might spend time in prayer that's what they did while they were were waiting no doubt they no doubt were praying they were praying there had to be waiting upon God did you know that we're going to spend a good portion of our Christian life doing that (laughs) How many of you have experienced that in your prayer life? Yeah. Many times we pray, and what's the answer, God? And you know, God gives that answer a lot. Wait a while. Sometimes an answer is very clear. Nope, not going to provide that. Sometimes an answer is very clear. Yes, indeed, that prayer is answered. And just what you ask for, God provides that. Sometimes he provides it in a little different way. We thought we needed it, you know, we needed uh, a new car. But uh, God, God sends a neighbor next door who's a mechanic, and he fixes that starter that wouldn't work. You know, and, and now without spending any, any, any more money, you have a car that runs again. You know, sometimes he answers our prayers differently than what, we, than what we think is best. And sometimes, and many times, I find he says wait why do you think he likes that one I think he likes that one because it makes us trust his heart it makes us trust his heart God I'm going to have to and it increases our faith it increases our faith when I was praying about whether my wife should have that spinal tap or not I wanted the answer a lot sooner than he gave it to me (laughs) I wanted the answer right away when we prayed that but you know what it didn't come right away we had to go through the rest of the day and the rest of the night before that answer came and what do we what do we do while we were waiting? We trusted our, our Father. You're in control of this, God. You know. You know. We're trusting. Somehow. I don't know how, God. We need this. We need we need we need to know a yes or no regard. Should she have it or should she not? I don't know how you're going to show us, God. And the next morning he showed us very clearly. But there was what was involved? Waiting. (laughs) Some waiting. God does that so we learn how to trust him. So we learn how to trust his heart. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Luke 24, 49. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. (laughs) But wait. It'll come. It'll come. But wait, supplication, earnest, specific prayer. The Bible talked about those who were widows, indeed, in 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 the first century. They would have a husband die, and and uh, didn't have sons in the family that could take care of them, and. Many times when the husband died they didn't, the women didn 't have jobs in the workforce in the first century like they have today and so many times when a woman 's husband died, especially if she didn 't have sons that could take care of her, she was left destitute. she had no way to to to, to take care of herself and so so the church was to take them on uh, and to provide for the believing widows and such uh, in the church. Uh, 1 Timothy 5.5, 5, uh, Paul teaching about that, teaching Timothy, he says, Now she that is a widow indeed and destitute trusteth in God and continueth in supplications and prayers night and day. This this kind of woman, this kind of widow, learns what? The trust in the Lord, to depend upon him, to provide all of her needs. Uh, and we, the strong crying, the specific prayer that we have, uh, putting things uh, before God and trusting him to show us and lead us and guide us and provide for us in his time you have longed for a sweet peace and for faith to increase and have earnestly fervently prayed but you cannot have rest and be perfectly blessed till what all on the altar is laid longing for that peace that god gives he answers our prayers Confess your faults one to another. James 5, 16. Pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. See, crying unto the Lord, this focused prayer, He will answer our prayers in the way that we need them to be answered for His glory. And we can trust Him to do that. I close with this... uh, illustration uh, back in uh, the 1850's in our country here they had a revival uh, known as multiple names the layman's revival uh, uh, and such it was a, really a revival of, of prayer and um, kind of swept across the country it was right before uh, the Civil War and there was a uh, financial crash uh, in New York uh, 30,000 unemployed folks and uh, prior to that there had been great prosperity and the nation had begun to recline on the uh, temporal rich, temporal blessings uh, uncertain riches and that rug had been pulled out under their feet with the crash of the markets and uh, believers began to pray and began to, began to, to seek God and uh, I, re- reading about this revival uh, it was actually across many denominations Uh, it's interesting reading it Uh, there are multiple there are several denominations that claim it started with their denomination you know and it started in the prayer meeting you know uh, in in, in the reformed Dutch church it started in the prayer meeting in this this Baptist church there are different ones that say well it started you know in, in our church well I'm not sure exactly where it started but the fact is the illustration I'll give you is just with Jeremiah Lamphere in New York and he had that in 1857. Had decided he, his church had decided that they were going to move out of the downtown area. Many had moved uh, away, but they wanted to leave a mission work there. And so they they they, they sent him there uh, to uh, uh, to minister to the thousands of poor and poverty and stuff who still needed to be ministered there. And he decided uh, that he would start out and try to re- rebuild this uh, this church where it was the main, they moved somewhere else now we want to start a, a new church a mission church here in the midst of this poor uh, the, the poor folks that are left there and such and uh, he had made a handbill flyer he distributed the handbill it said how often shall I pray as often as a language of prayer is in my heart as often as my heart feels moved to pray and by the way, someone said, when you find it hardest to pray, it's time to pray the hardest. Amen. <laughs> as often as the language of prayer is in my heart, as often as I see my need of help, as often as I feel the power of temptation, as often as I am as sensible of any spiritual declension or feel the aggression of a worldly spirit, Amazing, and he began this prayer meeting. It was to be Wednesday, from twelve o'clock uh, to one o'clock in the the building of the of uh, of the church there, where they were at. And so he went that first uh, meeting there on that Wednesday, wondering if anybody would show up. He went and prayed. The clock ticked and talked <laughs> and half an hour nobody showed up he continued and before the end of that day uh, five more people showed up and they prayed together he had set the meeting for an hour it was going to be from 12 to 1 you could well come and pray leave earlier if you'd like you know if sometimes it wasn't convenient for people to stay that long cuz they had their middle of the day had their businesses they could do that or they could stay the whole time finished the prayer meeting uh with uh with uh the six people uh it, it, in that meeting that grew to 40 and then uh it grew and grew and grew and uh uh it became uh to, to the point where uh, they had to use uh, uh, multiple rooms in the building filled up the, the building with prayer and uh, uh, the meeting went from one, one Wednesday a week to every day of the week praying and great revival at that time was sweeping across the country holding prayer meetings uh, uh, this says within six months 10,000 businessmen were gathering daily for prayer in New York and within two years over our country, uh, a million converts were added to the American churches during that revival. Then it went on over uh, to Europe. What was it? Nothing fanatical. It was just believers getting together and praying, and praying. And we need to pray. While all that's left now, all we can do now is pray. You ever heard that? Listen, we can't do anything until we've prayed. We can't do anything until we've prayed. We need to bathe all that we do in prayer. We need to pray while we're doing it. And we need to pray after we've done it. Amen. And always looking to God uh, to work and do what we can't do, give wisdom that we lack. Open hearts that we can't open. We need to be earnest, earnest in prayer. And the church did these things. It's been said, you know, today, uh, churches uh, pray for a day and have a 10 day revival. <laughs> Back then, they prayed for 10 days and had a one day revival meeting. <laughs> and I think we've gotten out of focus on that and I know that there's room in my life to pray more, I know that God spoken in my heart about that and if we be honest it probably is in all of our lives you know, to be realize the importance of prayer you know there's a, there is, there is a, a misguided spirit in us that's obviously of the flesh when it tells us I don't have time to pray I have too much to do no you read about the great saints they found it quite the opposite the more they realized they had to do the more they realized they need to pray because of what they'd experienced God's blessings on them when they were prayerless and God's help and guidance to them when he put them first when when they put prayer first and put him first that's what we need to do as believers is keep prayer prominent in all that we do and and be be those that are before the throne uh even like job was you know for his children and then that day came and his life was is recorded a testimony of glory of for the glory of god in that day and might we be found uh in that way as well let's pray heavenly father i thank you for your word today And Lord, I thank you that you have set the example of prayer. We read constantly how you excused yourself from the multitudes and the busyness of your day, rising up a great while to pray before you went out to do all that your Father had called you to do. Lord, I pray you'd help us not to be negligent in this thing of prayer. And I pray, Father, that we would be Uh, before your throne lifting one another up before your throne praying for our own lives to be more like christ Uh, praying for uh, our hearts to be in tune uh, with your holy spirit looking for your coming father not having idols in our lives not living for material things Uh, but dear God uh, seeking the true riches uh, hungering and thirsting after righteousness as your word puts it forth just to be more like your son father uh, our flesh can't understand how that could be enough but father we don't have to live in the flesh we walk by faith not by sight and if we'll just follow you We'll we'll find out that it's walking with you that does fill our hearts with joy. It's walking with you that, that uh, Lord, that does uh, uh, help make us become instruments in your hand, that you could use us in whatever way that you would. Lord, I pray you'd continue that in the hearts of each one of us, Father, and in, in, in our hearts as a church, and help us to glorify your name in these things. And, Father, we pray and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.